magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 577. Uh, we did not do a show last week. Things were just a little crazy. New Year's, holidays, all that stuff. Which is a bummer, because we didn't get to have an episode where we say, see you next year, oh, and yeah. think it's really funny. Have I joke. shown my, my Ocean Gate mug <laughs> yet? On you have. How's that holding up? It hasn't uh, imploded than, on better you. Better than the submarine. <laughs> oh, human tragedy is so funny. Um, but yeah, I think I feel like that was a tradition. We would do the just before the end of the year episode. Yeah, I, I uh, <clears throat> kind of, uh, I don't know. I after Christmas, I sort of sequestered myself mm. and uh, didn't really talk to too many. People. I don't know. I was trying to do like a screen detox almost but how'd that work uh, okay i read a book that was neat hmm reading hmm um yeah i uh we were just busy busting ass trying to get all the end of year stuff done last friday because i was like man because last year i didn't end up posting all the end of year stuff until like the, this week this first week of january it just grinds my gears not getting it out of the year of and uh, it was like perfect timing this week because it was Friday and then Monday was the first. So it was like perfect end of the year, 2023, post all our best of stuff, have it be done. And uh, that was pretty much my whole Friday plus family and stuff. Hmm. But anyway, um, lots to talk about, including we could talk about our best of year stuff. Uh, and we have a few emails to read. I Some first have emails. interesting piece of trivia for you. Shoot. From reading. So I'm, I'm reading through the uh, book series based that the movie Mastered Commander is based on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so mm-hmm. like 1800s, early 1800s, Napoleonic War era. It's like sailing, okay. basically, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is this is so really throw you in the deep end as far as like the technicalities of operating these different ships are concerned, right? So this is like my mm-hmm. first experience with, um, you know, anything more involved than like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean or playing Sea of mm-hmm. Thieves or, you know, like these mm-hmm. other things where it's like all this stuff has been uh, basically simplified to the point that it's just, just to be fun in the, you know, yeah. case of Sea of Thieves yeah. or to just, you know, be a dramatic you know, set piece in an action movie and like the Pirates right. of the Caribbean movies, right? So it has sort of broken my brain is, you know, how you see all these paintings of these different like old warships that have like every single sail flying and mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. else. So in mm-hmm. your mind, are those ships going very fast or very slow? <laughs> I've never really thought about it. 
I I don't know. I So would if you had to say assume one or the other. slow. I would say Oh, slow. really? See, I don't Yeah. know. Like, for me, I was always like, oh, my fucking God, dude, they've got every sale out. Like, they got to be cruising. Um, but in actuality, the reason you do that is because there's very little wind and you're just, like, desperately trying to catch any of it to Yeah. do more than just be totally at a standstill, <laughs> more or less. So, well, like, those, you're those also like... a very large and heavy ship. Sure. And and what is just sort of blowing my mind is like refactoring like every way that I've ever looked at like that imagery ever in my life, thinking like that's just must be how it works, right? Those the Mm hmm. Yeah. you got all your sales out, you're going super fast. So because like if you have a, a big wind and are actually able to go fast, you only have a couple sales up because putting so much stress on the mast of your ship. pulling you forward that quickly, you know, so you, you don't have a lot of canvas up when you're going fast, which is, I don't know. It's just, I, it's just like one of those things where it's like, I can't believe that I'm 40 years old. And it's just like everything that I've ever thought about this was just Today incorrect, I learned. you know? <laughs> So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm sure that people that really know sailing would are thinking like, well, there's actually, there's a reason why you put everything up and you can actually go really fast while your sales up. But like, I'm just saying on a basic mechanical level, how these things work was Yeah. extreme news to me. When I was a kid and I was heavy into doing model kits, um, one of the models I got one time was for the Cuddy Sark. which is like a old ship, like one of those old timey ships. And um, it was like way beyond my level. Like I shouldn't have been doing it, Oh yeah. <laughs> I did a but few I of put those all as the a boat kid stuff too. together and then it had like actual cloth for all the sails. And there was like 50,000 little bits of cloth that you had to like attach to all these Oh, really? sails and masts and stuff. And I just, I think I, I don't think I finished it, but it was just a, a nightmare. Hmm. And I always thought like, Why doesn't it just have one big sale? I don't get this, but uh, Yeah, I remember I, I got, I was super amped up at this tank model as a kid and mm. opened it up and like immediately was like, oh yeah, there's no, no way <laughs> I'm doing this. It's got like 80 million pieces. yeah. Because, you know, like at the time I was doing the ones where it's like, oh, here's the car. You snap the four pieces together and like <laughs> right. glue a few things on and Yeah. you know, put the three or four decals on. All right, cool. You're done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, Well, uh, but yeah, refactoring that's fun. my understanding of uh, sailing is. Uh... If there's any old, old timey maritime experts out there, Yeah, no, let please us know don't correct me. why there's so Um. many sails. The other thing is, like, dude, it seems like life for literally everyone during that time period just sucks. Like, I don't care if Yeah. you're, like, the lowest of the low or, like, in the ruling class. It just all just genuinely seems awful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You're probably not living past 30 and um, yeah. Yeah, so. So, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of interesting how romanticized and, like, dumbed down that whole time period is. And when you get into it, it's like, oh, this is complicated and sucks. Yeah. But... <laughs> uh, I digress. I digress. Well, let's talk about some of this best of year stuff since we did that. Or do you want to do emails first? You decide. Why don't we do emails first? Because I feel You, like I decide. it's it's better Um, to do those when they're new. yeah, and that's good. And these were, um, these are all from last year. We can make that joke still. Oh, Oh, these are from last uh, year. old emails from last year. <laughs> uh, a week ago, last year. Um, first up is from shoes, hacker alias shoes who emails frequently. Love it. 
Um, hey guys, hope you had a great holiday. I was listening to you talk last week about having to research different laptops for different purposes, gaming, word processing, etc. I was in the same situation several weeks ago. My mother-in-law was asking for a new laptop for Christmas from my wife. So my wife asked that I do some research. I asked my mother-in-law what she planned on using a laptop for. And she said, writing in Microsoft Word, but I do like my touchscreen. Then she asked about Mac laptops, saying that she saw everyone in Starbucks with one, and that might be the one to get. I said, that might be a bit more computer than what you need, but let me do some research. I spent a couple of hours watching YouTube videos, looking at reviews, and pricing some models out. I had a range of items from both touch and non-touch screen at different price points, Chromebooks, Microsoft services, Dells, and an entry-level Mac laptop. I compiled all the data into a Google sheet with links to prices and reviews and sent the document to my wife and mother-in-law, making them both editors and commenters. I told them we should go to Best Buy and look at the models and I can explain what the differences were between them all and see what might be the best fit for her. Um, this gets my motor humming, sorting data like that, doing sorting. research and then sorting data. Sorting data. Ah, love that. Um a few weeks go by and I don't hear anything. I mentioned to my wife that Christmas is coming up soon and that we should get out to the store to compare models, see how they feel and have me explain my research. Nothing happens. More time goes by and I hear nothing. Then a couple of days before Christmas, I asked my wife about it one more time and was told that my mother-in-law, quote, went to the store, looked at your research and decided to buy a very expensive MacBook Pro laptop. Oh, I was cool. speechless and pretty confused. I wondered why my mother-in-law would go to the store without me and then started thinking if she ever wanted anything but a Mac and had her mindset on that from the start. I got a bit curious, and as you may know, you can look and see who opened and viewed a Google Sheet. And wouldn't you know it, my research document was never opened by my mother-in-law. <laughs> Needless to say, I was pretty salty about the whole thing. And yeah. considering this is a gift from my wife to her mother, it will end up coming out of our checkbook. <laughs> Things are letting me vent about buying a very expensive laptop for the most basic of tasks. All the best. <laughs> Yeah, that's frustrating. I love this. That's so <laughs> that's so funny though. Like that's very typical like mother-in-law level. Like you knew you wanted the Mac. You see everyone has the Mac at the Starbucks. Like you just get the Mac. What's frustrating about that is you should you you could have nipped that in the bud early and been like, "Oh, cool, I got the perfect one. Let me get the base model MacBook Air." You know what I mean? Like Oh, be, yeah. 100%. It'll still be a Mac laptop. It'll still be fancy and it'll do well more than you need. Um, instead of like getting a MacBook Pro or, or probably getting talked into a MacBook Pro by whoever was at the store, um, which is, yeah, definitely frustrating. But yeah, that's Although, a funny know, story. In, in my experience, the um, the people that work at the Apple store do not do very much selling. That's true, too. Yeah, like they, like, they for which sure one do you like, cool, want to know what you're going to do for real with it. Like, are you doing any video or photo stuff? Nope. Yeah. Okay, MacBook Air. You know what I mean? Like, um. But uh, did you do you have any updates on how the Chromebook situation is going? I mean, I haven't gotten any like questions on. Mm. I, I, I feel like no question, no questions beyond uh, like uh, extremely basic stuff at the beginning. I was just like, honestly, yeah. I don't know a ton about Chromebooks. I would just kind of type your question in YouTube and watch a few videos, and <laughs> and that seems YouTube like YouTube handle it. Seems like it's solved the problem. So, well, that's good um thank you to shoes and then uh well this is a good segue of of enjoying uh tracking and and uh doing data stuff um terrence writes in and says jared and eli i'll start off by saying that i'm one of those listeners who've listened to every episode of touch arcade podcast for over a decade doesn't okay. matter if you guys stay on topic or not every podcast feels like hanging out with friends 
uh i almost can't handle comments like that it's, it's it <laughs> thank you so much for saying that it just feels so crazy but i i too feel like man this podcast has gone on for so long i feel like we're all friends here hanging out doing whatever not talking about mobile games usually um in last week's podcast jared mentioned that he started tracking his games and eli was making fun of him Oh no, my good sirs, game tracking is where it's at, especially for the, those of us who have thousands of games in our backlog. You know, like half of the listeners to this podcast. Well, a few, a few years ago, I began tracking my games through a Google Doc because I wanted to make sure that I played some of the top games across all of my platforms. I being, began tracking mobile, PC, Switch, 3DS, PlayStation, and Xbox. I logged the top games I wanted to play, and as I began to play them, I used data from the website howlongtobeat.com to give oh, an yeah. estimation for how long a game would take for me to play. I used that uh, website then, a lot. Yeah. Then I tracked how long it actually took me to play the games as well as the dates that I was playing the games and when they were beaten. I've attached screenshots so you all can see how I did it. It really helps keep me on track and force me to enjoy my gaming life. Oh, man, these screenshots are awesome. Color-coded. Oh, uh, yeah, I like this. Um, oh, man. I'm a software developer consultant who is married, and my wife and I have three high-maintenance pets. Time is limited, and so I have to maximize my enjoyment. Data-driven gaming for the win. Stay awesome, bros. Terrence. Yeah, uh, I reverted I to this. playing that season of Discovery shit on World of Warcraft, which I feel like is like the complete polar opposite of like time-optimized gaming. It's like, how much can we stretch out you spending time in front of this game? Yeah. It's like, how, how much how much of my time can I waste accomplishing basically nothing? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That uh, that website, howlongtobeat.com. So if you're a Steam Deck person um, and you have the Decky plugin thing installed, which allows you to install all sorts of crazy, like, cool stuff. Um, one of them is like a how long to beat thing that actually... It it pulls that data for you and then um, displays it on the game page. Hmm. So if you click on a game you want to play in your library, um, it'll pull it up like normal, um, but it'll have like just a little banner that's just like average time to beat, how average time to just finish it, average time to complete everything, you know, whatever, all that sort of data from that website right there on, on your Steam Deck on each game. Um, super awesome. And then... Related to that, there's another plugin that comes from um, uh, Proton.db. If you've ever like wondered if a game runs on Steam Deck, you can go to Proton.db. I think that's the website. Yeah, and it will give you. Like I think you just yeah, it'll give you like Proton the best DB. settings to run a game or whatever. And then they have like a rating system. Like it's platinum means it's perfect out of the box, and gold means it's very good, but you might need to tweak it. Whatever. Um, I use that website a lot. There's also a plugin that displays a badge on each game page that's like platinum, gold, silver, whatever. Um, so I, I found that really handy, especially for something that's not verified. Um, you can just go to the game and click on that. And a lot of times an unverified game will say like platinum or gold from from the the uh, Proton website. And then you'll know like, okay, this game's playable somehow. I might have to like tweak something. Um, and then you can like look up that information or whatever. Yeah, but... you, you know what I've been running into a lot trying to help Lindsay mm. uh, play games because she she uh, started playing stuff on the Switch, you know. Mm -hmm. So as a result, she's extremely like like you know how I'm like yeah I'm I, I'm an inverted Y axis person probably from playing like flight games on my yeah on my free dual analog stick yeah, worlds or whatever yeah. So that's because how my brain is wired. Like for her, it's like. She's wired with the tilt-based aiming. Mm, mm -hmm. um, 
and like very few steam deck games have that like by default it seems like yeah um but you got to go in and like you know fuck around with the community settings and stuff typically yeah. and usually there's something that gets you close yeah. um but it's just sort of surprising to me how uh how few games there are for the steam deck that like seem to have like genuinely good tilt based integration just like baked in as part of yeah. it versus like because it's like the the people that do it it's like some some weird setting that basically like allows you to remap uh what is it the tilt the accelerometer data like to the mouse more or less i think that's mm -hmm. how they're doing it you know mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know it always just it never feels right compared to like yeah. uh mm -hmm. like splatoon on the switch you know where it's just mm -hmm. like this is i you know when you play it, it's like i don't know how else this could even be controlled because this feels mm -hmm. correct you know right um so that's cool that you're able to do that it's one of the things i love the most about steam deck is like you can reconfigure the buttons however you want you can mm -hmm. enable all sorts of crazy stuff and when they bring the community in and allow you to like browse like community based stuff there's people that have thought of clever things i would never would have thought of you know yeah. that can be super good quality of life improvements to how a game is played or whatever i do um, i do kind of wish that the um some of that stuff had some sort of like flagging system or a tagging system that shows like this control scheme was originally developed and works on you know steam deck os whatever and mm -hmm. this version of the game and you're on this version this version so it might not work because like um mm -hmm. that's that's sort of been one of the tricky parts of figuring this stuff out is it seems like some i, I don't and i don't know what they would have changed along the way but it seems like you know there was a lot of drive in the community to come up with these crazier control methods when mm -hmm. like everything was new, like remember when there was like the the drive of like, oh, I got to get everything running on my Steam Deck and I got to tweak right. out everything, you know, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. some of these control schemes might be like two years old now and yeah. don't really work right anymore because like, you know, a, a Proton update or like whatever else, but mm -hmm. it'll be like the one that's got, you know, 10,000 recommended up or, or whatever is, you yeah, know, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, that's true. It would be cool if that system would like decay those thumbs up or indicate it somehow or whatever else. I don't or know. Or just but... what version is based on or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But... Um. So anyway, uh, Terrence, thank you very much. That was a good email. I love all your game tracking stuff. I'm probably going to steal. I'm going to look at these screenshots some more and kind of steal. I mean, I just, I, I, this is beyond probably what I would do because it's like how many hours and like when you're playing it, the dates and stuff like that. I just want to like have a list that's like, I want to play these games. I beat these games <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? just because I can't keep track of it. And I, I stare blankly at my library so often that it's just nice to have a little bit of like, oh, yeah, I did want to play that. Um, but yeah, very impressive stuff. Um, and then we have one more email. This one comes from Chad Hacker Alias. C.H. Fuji? Chifuji, maybe? Um, that's a, that's a name that's says, familiar to me. I don't yeah. remember. Twitter? <clears throat> Touch Possibly, yeah. Discord? Um, I don't remember. They all just kind of blend <laughs> together. I know. Uh, this says, looking for some tech wrecks. Aloha, Touch Arcade crew. After y'all kept mentioning Backbones for the past few weeks and Eli giving the heads up about Costco clearancing the PlayStation brand in one for half off, I couldn't take it anymore. So I bought a Miu Mini Plus. <laughs> <laughs> What, okay. <laughs> what steps should I take <clears throat> to make sure that I have the best ROM organizing experience with my fun emulation machine? <laughs> oh, that's half the game. That's half the game. That's why you buy these things. Um, 
Anyway, I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and have or had, whenever this gets read, a safe and happy new year. Mahalo, Chad. Uh, P.S. I've been playing Pokemon Sleep since it launched a few months back, and it actually has gotten me to be more mindful about getting enough rest. Have either of you ever played a game that resulted in actual positive change in your life? Wow. That's a heavy P.S. Um <clears throat> I don't know actually. I, don't know. I mean, I guess like I've made like uh genuinely good like long-term friends in yeah, some games, you know, like I think that's fair. I think um it's it's hard to pinpoint or think of specific examples, but I have for sure played games that made me question a lot of things I wouldn't have otherwise questioned or thought a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <clears throat> pondered a lot of really interesting things that I probably would have not come across had I not played that game. And those sort of things really feel like they stick with you. Um, I don't know that there's anything like physical wise that I've done. Cause like, you know, I played Pokemon go for the one summer. It was really popular and I guess I walked more, but I was dance dance revolution anyway. back in the day. Right. Like I never played those. No, but that would be a good one. Um, I bought ring fit adventure and I played it once and that was two years ago. I actually, I should bust that out again. Um, you could probably get, I remember what, what is the PC version? Like step mania or something. I don't know. PC um, version of Ring Fit or no, 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 Dance? Dance Dance Revolution. Is it not Dance Dance Revolution? Oh, it's Step Mania. Step Mania. Oh, yeah. And this, huh. this is like wildly mature now. Holy shit! I haven't looked at this in Whoa. fucking forever. Whoa, whoa! Clear but, your browser history. But yeah, if you're, uh... man, that would be actually actually pretty cool. I, I wonder how hard it is to see a USB DDR pad these days. <laughs> Here comes a rabbit hole. Oh. Um, yeah, I uh, I can't think of anything like that caused me to do something in real life physically that made me better. I there there was a long time ago there was an iPhone game that was like a running app where it was like zombies were following oh, you. Oh, uh, zombies run. Is that all it was called? Zombies run. Mm -hmm. Um, I never really used that, but I always like wanted. I always thought that was like a cool like. Uh, motivational sort of thing like you're running and then it would be like the zombies are catching up run faster or you know whatever it's like this whole thing going on in your in your um headphones while you're running um i thought that was kind of cool i don't know beyond that i don't really mess around too much with like the ar games or anything like that but pokemon sleep sleep is something i for sure do not get enough of and I would love a meaningful tracker to that. I, I need to start doing what you do with your second Apple watch and track your sleep with it, but mm. I haven't got around to doing that. Um, so wait, does yeah. the, the, so Pokemon sleep, like how does it, where does it get the data from? I think you lay your phone on your mattress, like next to your bed or something. How does like that, that work if you, or there there's like a device you buy too, that does the same thing. I don't know if you can do it with your phone only, or if you have to oh, buy Pokemon the device. Go plus. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same thing you can play Pokemon Go with. You you like lay it on your I think you lay it on like your mattress next to your bed or whatever, which that probably wouldn't work for me because I'm I toss and turn. I'd probably fling it across the room. But um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to try. I think Apple I Watch this, will be my first step. I wonder if this can just uh, like grab the sleep data from like actual like health app or if this is. Mm, I don't know. Unique thing. It would be nice if it could, but if it's on Android too, then I don't know. But yeah, because the, the description just says uh, all you need to do is place your smart device by your pillow mm, and call okay. the night. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if that would work for me. I charge at night. Hmm. Um, I would be surprised if it doesn't use the health data. I mean, it's like right there. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so me, you, mini plus, uh, very happy you bought that. And, um, hot tips for ROM organizing. I would say, well, two things. First off, I don't do this myself, but I've been meaning to is that there's like, um, there's like a number of different like FTP style clients on the MiU now. So you can like transfer games and stuff wirelessly. So you don't have to like pull your SD card out if you want to like exchange ROMs or or whatever with your computer. Um, I haven't messed around with it, but I, I would like to because I think that would be really nice to not have to take your SD card out and load it into your laptop and just I to mean, like drag one ROM on there or something like that. That's a pretty extreme first world problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, I, I don't like pulling my SD card out. Um, but the other thing that's more important for me just for organizing, organizing my ROM sake is, um, the file system in onion recognizes at least one level deep of folders. I think it might even be two, but, um, so what I'll do is say for like NES, like I'll have my NES folder. Um, I'll create a game and, uh, I'll start it out with the pound sign the uh, tic-tac-toe so that um, it'll be sorted at the very top of the list when you go in on the game system. But I'll just make that folder and just call it games. And then in the the parent folder where that folder lives, I'll put like my top 30 to 50. I try to not go more than like 50 games of, of games I really like on the NES that I know I want to play all the time, all the Mario's and the Zelda and like whatever. Um, and then I'll just put everything else in that games folder. Because there's whatever, 800, 1,000 games on NES, whatever it is, just way too many to like scroll through every time. And so nine times out of 10, if I'm going to go play like NES emulator, I'm going to play one of those like top 50 games that I want to play. Um, but if I want if I like come across something about an obscure game that I want to check out or whatever, I at least know it's on there and I can access it. I just go into the games folder and you got to scroll through them all and find it. But it's just like an easier way to keep organized for me is to keep like your favorites front and center and then all your all the everything else in the games folder one level deeper and then it yeah, kind of hides it out of the way. Uh, I just I mean it, it, to me it seems trivial to just buy an SD card that can hold like everything and then That's um, no, I do. I ha I'm saying I have everything installed but from like a when you're going through if you select NES on the me you oh i see what you're saying it'll just pop up with like my top 50 games plus a folder and yeah, inside yeah, that yeah. folder yeah. is everything else so i don't have to like go through everything all the time just to get to the mario game i know i'm gonna play so yeah yeah i, I don't i don't do that extensive of organization what i do is just download like one of these rom sets like uh on archive.org uh there's a dude named hardo which is h-e-r-t-o mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. one game one rom collection mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um i just just like my default like rom set for these things now because like before when you would grab whole sets it would be like you know fucking yoshi's island for like the usa japan europe like mm -hmm, all the stuff mm -hmm. right so you have and that's to me what made the list of roms overwhelming was like mm -hmm. when you were scrolling through you know, like three to four 30 versions and all the beta versions and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so these one game on ROM things are really good for that. And then I do, I just go a step further and just delete everything. That's not a us ROM. 
And then yeah. you end up with like a pretty tight, um, you know, it's still everything for every system going yeah. back to like, what is it? The Atari 2600, I think. Yeah. And then all the way up to uh, like the Super Nintendo or 32X, I guess it looks mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's like maybe 10 or 20 gigs or something like that. Yeah, it's and not much at all. From there, I'll just sort of pick and choose what kind of like PlayStation stuff I feel like mess around yeah. with because that's when they start to get real big, right? Is yeah, um, my PlayStation, I is I don't even remember how many I have on there, but that's like by far the bulk of my SD card is mm -hmm. PS1 games. Yeah, but um, yeah, it works well. I I I bid you a fun uh. I have kind of time organizing roles. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 a big part of it. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I I spend a lot of time thinking like, man, I should just delete like ninety percent of these because like I will never play so many of these games. You know, like, but yeah. who knows, man? Like, what if I'm what if I'm somewhere and I want to play like My Little Pony two yeah. on the Game Boy Advance <laughs> and I don't have well, it. I, I think for um. For up till really up until PS1 games, like everything before that takes up so little space that I guess Sega CD takes a lot. So I don't, you know, yeah. but like everything else, it's like takes up such little space. It's like I'd rather have it on there than come across some random game that I read about that sounds cool and I want to check out and then not be able to, you know. Well, also, you um, could probably have like, there are, is there more than six good? Sega CD games you'd actually like really want to have, you know, like Sonic CD, Sewer Shark, yeah. I guess, Night Trap, maybe. Sewer uh, Shark is not good. <laughs> Night Trap is not good. There's some, there's some very good couple Sega of good CD games actually. RPGs but... that whose names I'm escaping here, like the Wise series. Is that how you pronounce yeah. that? East. East. But now, now that you're, I'm almost going to go get my Miu Mini, but it's in the other room. But I, I actually think I might have almost all the Sega CD games installed, except the ones that don't run on the emulator or something like that, um, which I think is still only, it's like 50 gigs or something, which I have a 256 card and still have so much space left over. So whatever. But anyway, um, Hacker Alias CH Fuji, thank you. Thank you for emailing in. Oh, I can tell you exactly if, what PlayStation games I have. Tell me. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Chronicles, the Final Fantasy Anthology, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy Chronicles, which I, is what? Chrono Trigger and 4, uh, Final Fantasy 9, Origins, Tactics, 7, 8, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid VR Missions, which is extremely good. Mm -hmm. Rapper the Rapper, Parasite Eve 1 and 2, which I don't, I should just delete those. Those games suck. And then the <laughs> Resident Evil games, Tactic Ogre, Twisted Metal games. Mm -hmm, wild mm -hmm, arms mm -hmm. one and two and that's pretty much it for me that's that's kind of all i need to play from the playstation i have all those but i also have gran turismo because i hate myself and i want to play those and i started I, playing I gran know. turismo like, one it's so hard the problem is it's like old 3d and just like aged so terribly like i got it i got it in me one day that i was like i'm gonna play mm -hmm. through the twisted metal games it's like fuck this They're, it's like yeah. eight polygons on screen uh, it's like playing Star Fox, the racing game you know it's like yeah. this has yeah. not aged well yeah yeah um okay moving along um let's talk about some game of the year stuff um so we did well first of all i'm gonna I, i'm thinking 
So I didn't do a roundup of new games this week because there was three. And I was like, okay, it's yeah, a my, very dead week. My um, That's always how so this I, time of year is. Yeah. And I, I also, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to pick a game of the week because I didn't do a new games thing. So I think instead of a game of the week thing, I'm going to do like a, um, a roundup of all of our best end of year, all the end of year coverage stuff for Steam Deck, Switch, and mobile. Um, So be on the lookout for that. It'll just be a bunch of links, really, to all the stuff we did. But like Sean and Mikhail went nuts with Switch and Steam Deck stuff, a variety of different best of lists, um, including just a straight up top 10 best overall for both Steam Deck and Switch. Um, and then for our best games list, um, I did this last year just because I prefer the way we used to do the best games list where it was like pick a bunch of games and then like write a unique little description for each one. Yeah. It is so much work. It takes so much time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, if I started <laughs> in like does. October or something, you know, maybe we'd do it. But we don't really have that kind of manpower or that kind of time. And so I did what I did last year, which was basically a, a roundup of every game of the week. Because in reality, the game of the weeks are going to be in that list anyway. And then if you click on them and read the game of the week write up, you get even more information than you'd get from a little blurb that we write. So it's like seems fitting and then that's 50 plus games right there um and then anything that was good that didn't get in a game of the week we also just listed out um and i think there was something like i think we ended up with exactly 100 games on this list not trying to it just ended up that way um because there was a handful of netflix games a handful of apple arcade games and then i think 30 something just regular app store releases but anyway lots of good stuff um so look out for that if you haven't checked that out already just for a bunch of big good games and then the game of the year i didn't know if this was going to be a controversial or not but yeah the uh the top 10 steam deck games is like games that i wish i had time to play the list right. yeah. <laughs> um well, i played, played diablo and Baldur's gate but like legend of heroes i've heard nothing but great things about really want yeah. to play that armor core six uh, yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for it to go on sale because I know that it'll just get backlogged. Lies of P. I've heard nothing but good things about. Dave the Diver. I played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Live a live. How do you or is it live alive? I don't know how you pronounce the. I always thought uh, it was live a live, but I I don't know. I just bought that. Played like half of one of the scenarios and thought it was awesome, and then got busy with other yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. Labyrinth of Galleria. I have not heard of. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter Six, not really my jam. Hi-Fi Rush seems really good. And then Octopath Traveler 2 is another game that yeah. I just need to, I don't know, retire from everything and play those. Yeah, little, wouldn't that be nice? And Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah, yeah. No, those those were like top of my list of shit that I really wanted to play and was excited to play, but like didn't really want to buy on the Switch because like mm -hmm. I've kind of retired mm -hmm. my Switch for the Steam Deck. Um, I very way, rarely, you know? yeah. Switch nowadays, it has to be like Nintendo first party something or another. Yeah, it has to be like Tears um, of the Kingdom tier stuff to get me to be like, okay, right, I'll play, I'll play right. stuff on my Switch. Yeah. Or I guess Mario Wonder. Um, yeah, that's the last uh, game I bought. Yeah. And before that was Tears of the Kingdom. So I I used to obsessively maintain like a wish list and get all the eShop sales and stuff like that. And gosh, I have a, a lot of games I could play on my Switch and in, in my backlog there. But um, as far as like buying new ones, I just do that on Steam now. It's a lot cheaper on Steam, actually. 
yeah the sales are usually better but anyway and then um, the games run better so it's like yeah. uh, you know it's win-win it's hard to rationalize i guess um and then also i think in that big roundup thing i'll do we also did this week posted some like things we're looking the most forward to in this year on every platform and so i'll link to those too um because there's some interesting stuff coming out for everything basically supposedly coming out um but yeah as far as the game of the year went so um when apple arcade showed up it got kind of weird and i think at that time game club was like rocking too i think we picked a game club game of the year the first year I mean, the whole thing just you... gets kind of strange i mean i feel like we had this conversation before where it was like yeah. uh you know typically it was real easy to be like oh yeah this is game of the year because it's like everyone could just go on the app store and get it right yeah whereas it seems like kind of wacky to do like um I don't know. Here's here's game of the year. It requires a Netflix subscription right, to right, enjoy. Right, right. You know, like yeah. Um, well, it it also feels like so. Yeah, I want to say that the year uh, 2019 when Apple Arcade launched and then Game Club launched around the same time. I think we picked one each for them because of that reasoning right there. It was like I don't want to pick a game of the year that's like you have to have Apple Arcade for. Yeah, yeah. It's because like, oh, then World of that Game of the Year, which I mean, yeah. probably could make a strong argument. I think feel like that yeah. was our game of the year in like 2000, I don't know, nine, 10, something like that. Yeah. Our iPad game of the year. Maybe I could yeah. probably look this up instead of just guessing, but maybe. Um, and, um, and so, yeah. And then, the, and so the next year we did the same thing. We picked an Apple arcade game. Um, but then Netflix came around too. And it was sort of the same deal. It was like, okay, well Netflix, like I don't, I feel weird picking it as the game of the year, but I also feel weird leaving it out just because it, things are on Netflix, right? Um, and so we gave them their own game of the year too. And so it was like Apple Arcade and Netflix. Um, I feel like, like weirdly like Netflix is more ubiquitous than Apple would, Arcade. Like I, I would to me, so. it seems like picking a game of the year that's on Netflix feels like more open season than yeah an Apple Arcade thing. But I don't know, maybe that's just goofy. I well then so get it. this year um crunchyroll now has a subscription service right mm. and there's exclusive games you have to be a crunchyroll subscriber for so there's like apple arcade there's netflix there's crunchyroll there's probably going to be more subscription services coming out in 2024 on on mobile i would guess um and so it got to the point of where it was like okay, I don't really know, like, I don't really want our game of the year to be like, here's seven games of the year, one for each, like, service, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that felt kind of weird. And so, for this year, and then I already, in my mind, was like, my favorite game this year was Ridiculous Fishing EX, like, and it's an Apple Arcade game, And but I can't help that that's my favorite game this year, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like previous years, the overall game of the year ended up being a regular game anyway. So it didn't really matter. And then you could just also choose an Apple arcade game. And that was nice. But like this year it was like, I don't think there was a game I liked more than ridiculous fishing this year. And so, um, then it sort of came down to like, plus with more and more subscription services, like I, I think it makes sense to just let it go. Like it's not a new thing anymore. And I made this in, in the game of the year write up. I made the argument. I was like, okay, this is an Apple Arcade game, and if you don't have Apple Arcade, you can't play this game, and that's a bummer. But if this was a $20 game and you're broke, you also can't play it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, So it's like, you're gonna someone's going to be limited somehow, right? And if you really wanted, 
to play this game in the year and you don't have Apple Arcade, you could do a free trial or you could buy a month and cancel it or something. You know, like it's not impossible for somebody to play these games, right? It's just weird added steps and I don't know where they fall as opposed to like a subscription versus like a regular paid game or a free game or whatever. So um so God, for this year you, I just decided like looking hmm? looking at these, I just I have browser tabs open for all the different games of the year lists now. Fucking mm-hmm. 2013 was a banger compared to like the previous list. I mean, like, so you, yeah. get, you get like the asphalt games, like really starting to like uh, hit yeah. their stride. You had yeah. like crazy stuff like Backflip Madness just coming out of nowhere. And like, yeah, game I like, recently just, replayed that. And it's so like, funny. Badland getting a mobile port, like a real Call yeah. of Duty game, a Call of Duty strike team, like mm-hmm. uh, Half oh, Brick. I missed that so much. Half Brick releasing Colossatron, which was just like, you know, like the mm-hmm. Luke Muscat, like love letter of just like crazy fucking games. Cut yeah. the Rope 2 yeah. better in every way than Cut the Rope 1. Deus yeah. Ex the Fall, mm-hmm. another like crazy port no one expected. Yeah. Device six still outstanding. Grand Theft Auto San yeah. Andreas blew yeah. everyone away. Yeah. yeah. Uh Infinity yeah. Blade 3. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know, man. I know. It's crazy Ocean to look Horn, back at those like, times. It's yeah. just like th- this would really uh, Sonic the Hedgehog classic. I mean, this this was like the year where a fucking Kotor <laughs> like yeah. uh, right? it just like goes on and on and on. Like this really was like uh really when things went nuts, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's um pretty crazy to look back at some of these old lists and then crazier to go through and be like, which games are still around? Which games oh, are still play? Shit, yeah. Probably so many that yeah. aren't. But um And then you go back to two thousand eight and it's like Poppy Jump. <laughs> right. Yeah. Poppy jump was awesome. I don't I don't care what anyone said. Um yeah, that's uh that's kind of crazy to look back on. But um Yeah, Hero of Sparta, like I just uh I, I, uh, game loft, just shameless mobile yeah. knockoff of, um, yeah. uh, God of God War. Of War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gangstar, uh, or wait, is that what they're called? Gang, Gangstar. Gangs? Yeah. Yeah. Gangs. Um, yeah, those were crazy times. Um, but so anyway, uh, yeah, uh, ridiculous fishing. I thought it, the way I, I viewed this year's picks was like, let's remove how you pay for it from it completely right and let's just look at the game itself and if the game is good and deserving then it will get the award and who cares about what service it's on or how much it costs or whatever um and so that's why i ended up going with my gut going with the ridiculous fishing remake which is so good so good um and then we did an ipad game which was hitman blood money the the remake or i don't know re-release of that um which is also super good, but also I think a good choice for iPad because I think it plays the best with a controller and a bigger screen because it was like a PC game, console game. So um, that kind of makes sense. Whereas like Ridiculous Fishing very much still feels like an iPhone made for iPhone game. I'm sure it works on iPad, but Hmm. uh, you don't really want to tilt a big iPad around or whatever. So um, and then Switch, uh, there was some heated internal debating um, behind this one, Tears of the Kingdom was Sean's pick, and I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And I also <laughs> could have made an equal claim for Mario Wonder. Yeah, and I feel like those two are so far out ahead of everything else that they almost could be like co-winners. But I think at the end of the day, as much as I love Mario Wonder, um, man, 
Tears of the Kingdom. It's so good. And there's you can just do so much. You can spend so much time in that world. Yeah, I think the, um, I think just the awesome. argument would be that Tears of the Kingdom kind of feels like just more Breath of the Wild, which is still good, I it guess. Is. But like, whereas and... Mario Wonder is like a true return. Like, I would argue that uh, Breath of the Wild is to Zelda as Mario Wonder is to Mario games. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It like brings you to sort of like a thing where it's like, fuck, I didn't even know that like they could revitalize this game like well this, you know you get to those series those core series that have so many entries and have been become so formulaic that it blows your mind like when breath of the wild came out it was like whoa open world zelda and it works right mm -hmm. um mario wonder was sort of just like i don't know what else you can do because i feel like the last few mario games just kind of feel there's no like spark or magic or whatever yeah. is it gone forever nope Mario Wonder is got all the spark and all the magic and right, right. those crazy things that you never would have thought would be, you know, possible in a Mario game. Um, yeah, so it's like it's a very hard choice to make. Um, if it was me picking, I don't know. I don't even know if I could pick. I'd probably lean towards Mario, to be honest, but uh I don't I mean, think the, 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 the trip the problem that you always run into too with these sort of things is I feel like um your preferences naturally skew towards like the stuff that's fresher in your head, you know, whereas that's like, true too. recency um, bias. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and to me, like Mario wonder, uh, has a lot of that going on. Cause you know, I played through yeah. it and I was like, fuck that is fucking great. And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, Tears of the kingdom was like, Oh yeah, I played through that. Like last summer it was fun. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but both deserving, I think Zelda winning it is, is, super good i back it um steam deck this is a very mikhail pick he picks street mm -hmm. fire six um also because he's like getting head over heels into uh arcade sticks and fighting games and all that stuff um but also even though i've only spent very little time with it street fire six is awesome um and works really well on the steam deck and what i like about it is it's like fighting games. I feel like they, you, the core of a fighting game is that you play with other people, right? Like that's it. And then there's like an arcade mode or a story mode just to have one, but that's not like the basis of it. I feel like Street Fighter Six is like, oh yeah, play solo. It's fine. There's so much stuff to do by yourself, and also you can play other people like a normal yeah, fighting game. Yeah. And also any skill level is welcome. Like it's just a really good game overall that shines especially well on Steam Deck. Um, so I can see why he picked that, but also when you're talking Steam Deck, that's almost all of PC gaming. Any PC game, yeah, that that's came out the tricky year, part. Like, uh, you yeah. could pick probably like 10 or 20 that could I be mean, like I would game say of the year material. Baldur's Gate 3 would not be a good pick just because the controller UI is so crazy. Yeah, um, I was surprised to see that Hogwarts Legacy got the uh best oh, game Steam? on Steam Deck awards on yeah. the rewards. Uh, or the Steam Awards thing, because like, I don't know, Lindsay played through that on the Steam Deck, and it just that thing fucking chugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, um, that's just popularity contest, maybe. I don't know. But do you like the the have you have you looked at these? Like the the rest of them are crazy. Like Labor of Love Award goes to Red Dead Redemption Two. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I think I I I 
Uh, I've I never know. played Lethal Company, so I can't comment on that. Atomic yeah. Heart looks cool. I haven't played it. Most innovative yeah. gameplay award to Starfield? Like, pff, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, best soundtrack, Last of Us Part 1. Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of popularity contest level you know, like, stuff. I guess, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I, most of these, other than Baldur's Gate 3, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I agree. But also picking these best list things, no, it sucks. It's, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <clears throat> first of all, it's hard to like not include a ton of games because there's so many that are worthy for one reason or another, but you just need to get it to a manageable size. Um, but then everything is so subjective too. Like somebody's favorite game of last year could be something totally random. Um, so I don't know. I, yeah, so I felt that way after the game awards too, where I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I mean, going by Metacritic stuff, like uh it's basically so of last year it was Baldur's Gate at a 96 and Street Fighter 2 at a 92 mm -hmm. or uh you know best PC game. Yeah. Hmm. That's so, interesting. I mean it's not off base, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was our best of stuff. And like I said, my plan is to make a big roundup link of all this stuff um, so that everything's in one handy location. And that will also help me if uh, we're still around the end of this year to do this again, yeah. to go back. I can just look up one story instead of having to hunt down every top list thing we did last year. So selfish reasons, but also um, hopefully it's handy to people that might have not caught every little best of 23 thing that we did since there was quite an, a few of them. Um, that's kind of it. That's all I got to talk about. You got anything going on you want to uh, talk about? I got a new yo-yo. Is that what we're talking a about? A new yo-yo? It's an old yo-yo, actually. What was the I best it. thing I... you got for Christmas? Well, I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot. We don't really, me and Pam don't really get each other's stuff. Although she did get me something. She got me a coffee cup warmer pad. Like that you oh. you stick it. Yeah, on I used it, to have one of those warm. on my desk before uh, when I when I was back in the basement. It worked great. I mean, dude, it's it's awesome. Like I never really realized. Like, so one of the, my I guess it's a New Year's resolution or whatever, but it was something I was just kind of thinking about lately. Anyway, is to drink less coffee because I drink like a pretty big mug of coffee in the morning. I'm drinking instant coffee to continue <laughs> drinking coffee throughout the day after. Uh, yeah, I well, I was the same because I've always drank two cups of coffee in the morning. And um, sometimes that second cup would kind of like drag out until like noon. Um, and then after having kids and having them with all their sleep problems and stuff like that, um, we started drinking coffee in the afternoons, too. And so I was drinking three cups of coffee. And like the way they measure what a cup of coffee is by like the official coffee people. Oh, it's like six ounces or something. It's isn't tiny. It? Yeah. yeah. So like I have a pretty regular mug, but that's considered like six cups of coffee or something like that. Three yeah, or so, four so this, or something like that. This stupid Yeti mug by uh, official serving sizes is like three cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And like and I'll so, power through several of these. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you add up you know, what they consider a cup of coffee is I'm, I'm drinking whatever, nine a day or 10 a day or something. So, um, it seemed a little excessive. So I was like, you know, I would like to cut back. Um, 
And so now I have one in the morning, I have one in the afternoon, and then the goal is to get rid of the afternoon one at some point. And then maybe down the line, just get rid of coffee altogether. Although I love my coffee. I mean, so you could, you could always uh, go to uh, like decaf coffee. Mm. Here's my show and tell for the week. I forgot this. So I found my old school Ultima Online fabric map. Ooh, ooh, and um, nice. so I, I I was like, oh, I should get this framed because I've been on like, I don't yeah. know why we've been like on a real kick of. We have no fucking wall space in this house. I don't always spend money on this, but like, yeah. um, basically they're just like rotating art now, like weirdos. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, start putting stuff on the ceilings. Well, we'll be like, all right, these these are gonna come down for a little while. Let's put this other stuff up. Like, I don't know, change of scenery, I guess. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's nice. And uh, so, what I've found is that you can get stuff framed at Michael's for fairly reasonable. Uh, mm, if you buy that. an off the shelf, like, so here's, here's what you do. You buy an off the shelf frame mm -hmm. and you go. So if you've got something weird or like off size, this is might be a little, little wacky, but, um, so you buy an off the shelf frame and you go to the custom framing counter and you just say, you want them to cut in-house mats for you and mount it. Mm -hmm. And like most stuff, unless it's like really big, uh with the frame and everything and like a couple of mats to make it look nice would be like well under a hundred bucks depending on like mm. what sale they have rolling on at the time because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like particularly if you go and they do uh, uh, this place always feels like a scam because every time you go it's like oh <laughs> frames are buy one get one off oh now frames are 60 percent off and it's like so those it, crap scammers well i i just i don't know i i feel like <laughs> if you always have some wacky sale like just make the make it the normal price instead of like having yeah, right, right, right. people like me being like oh shit am i buying at the good time i don't know should i wait for a different coupon I, yeah yeah, yeah. but um but you can get stuff pretty pretty decently frame i mean it uses like the same just normal glass so not like you know that if you went to a custom framing shop they upsell you on all kinds of stuff but like i don't have yeah. anything like that super fancy that i care about having like the anti-reflective coating class and all that kind of yeah. crap right so you don't um, need an oled frame yeah most of that stuff but but for real like you can get most things framed at looking nice like professionally mounted sealed up on the back with like a wire or whatever that you know like the real way you'd hang something for under 100 bucks and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool so i i was like i was gonna do that and i was like oh you know what would be cooler is if i got this thing signed by like the some of the original dev team members so i hit up the designer of the game on LinkedIn. And I was like, mm -hmm. Hey man, I'll pay shipping both ways. Uh, I'll send you like, you know, this thing in a box with a Sharpie and a return label. Like all you gotta do is sign it, close it up, set ship it off. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. I spend 10 seconds. So, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Here's my PO box. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the, the project is to have him sign it and then have star long, who was the executive producer, I think of the game, sign it. And then with those mm -hmm. two signatures, I'm going to see what I can do to get Richard Garriott to sign it. Who's like mm. busy blasting off into space on Soviet rockets and things like that. But I feel, I feel like if I assemble those two signatures and I'm like, Hey man, like this would be super cool if I can get you to sign it. Like you're the only one I'm missing. Maybe I could get some pity on his personal assistant or whatever to get that going. So I don't know, I guess we'll uh, if you do. Yeah, that'll be That'd be worth framing somewhere other than Michael's. I might actually, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I was like, God, if I get that done, like I might actually spend some money on like getting this like real deal framed because yeah. it would be like an actual like cool video game artifact at that point instead of like oh, yeah. the collector's uh, thing you got, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. but if any if anyone wants to watch like a, a series, like so Richard Garriott sold uh, 
uh origin uh his, his game company made the ultimate games in mm -hmm. uh i don't know like the mid mid 90s maybe to ea for yeah. you know hundreds of millions of dollars and then like the dot-com boom happened so this dude's got yeah. more money than god but like if you ever want to yeah if you want to see what it looks like uh oh well, i guess notch's house kind of blows us out of the water but like uh if you ever want like there's a few different youtube videos of him doing a house tour uh of his house i think it's in texas and it's like mm -hmm. imagine just like some fucking like fantasy game dork with truly <laughs> unlimited money uh getting a custom built house and that's like this it's like basically a castle i mean it is, it is truly yeah. crazy wow huh. so richard Gar yeah richard garriott house tour on youtube or whatever i'm sure there's a bunch of different videos it's definitely worth watching so dang crazy but crazy but yeah all right i'm kind of tapped out okay um um what's uh oh yeah what do i say at the end of podcast uh <laughs> see you next year thank you guys for listening to this week's episode um oh yeah please check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash judge arcade uh patreon continues to dip i 2024 i need to pimp that thing more i said that last year too and i didn't do it at all but um yeah things are getting dire i will <laughs> We'll see what happens, but uh, please check out our Patreon and, and tell your friends. And also do your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And thanks again to everyone that emailed in this week. If you want to send us emails, it's podcast at toucharcade.com. Uh, we love getting emails. I would love this to turn into just nothing but an email call-in show podcast. Mm, I think that would be cool. awesome. So, uh, with all that, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Touch Arcade Show. See ya.